Welcome to Why Though. We're your hosts, Tiffany Bloom and Ashley Abercrombie. We land somewhere in between Mother Teresa and Biggie Smalls, and we're just wondering, why though? We all have questions, from our existential crisis curiosities to our, hey girl, why your eyebrows look so good though? And we want to tackle all of those questions with you. Welcome back to Why Though. We are so happy to have you with us. Thank you for joining us. To all of our new listeners, welcome. To all the OGs, what's up? We're so glad that you guys are mm-hmm. here and, and very much enjoying the Love is the Resistance series. It launched this week, you guys, on Tuesday. This Aww. book, Baby, is out into the world. The video series is out into the world. And I am so thrilled, my husband and I, because we basically, you know, California, as y'all know, because y'all heard me talk about it. We didn't ever really come out of lockdown, um, except with people who were like, I'm out of lockdown. I don't really care. And so my husband and I decided to, on launch day, which is also his birthday, we decided to what? go oh to my breakfast mm-hmm, at a place that um, uh, Courtney, shout out to you, she recommended. She like is in the know about everything. So I said, girl, what's the best breakfast place in Los Angeles? And we going over to the Hollywood and watching. <gasps> How far um, do you got to drive to get there? Look at me. You I'm know worried what? about your commute. Right. Oh, <laughs> true. Because you don't like to drive. Yeah. No, it's easy. I can't do it. 30 minutes tops, super easy. So we're going to have some breakfast. Oh, that's nothing. And then we got tickets to the Van Gogh experience, you guys. (gasps) Those Instagram ads are pretty cool. I know. We would have loved to see it. Look at your grown self going to the Van Gogh experience. I mean, look, you can't have a party, you can't have no launch parties. So since we can't have no launch parties, I'm like, well, let's just live our lives and enjoy ourselves. It's going to be fabulous. So, <laughs> Okay, you have to admit, that's kind of like extra fabulous. I think so. Um, okay, hold on. What was the name of the breakfast place? They're about to get some free advertising. Um, John and Vinny's. Yum. John and Vinny's. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's not Italian. Is it Italian? It Italian is Italian. Italian. So we, we actually did our anniversary dinner takeout there because last year um, oh. when our anniversary dinner, it was during COVID. And so we just had to get some takeout and we went over there and got it. So we brought um, Los Angeles back to the Valley and ate it. But tomorrow we're go. actually going to the Restaurante. And that's very, very exciting for us. And by tomorrow, she means two days ago. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Okay. So now the audience has figured out that we're recording this in advance. And um, that is how it goes in the world of podcasting. Behind the scenes. That's Behind exactly. The scenes, that's right. BTS. What's up? <laughs> yeah. BTS. Doesn't so BTS guys, low grade sound like a dirty word? It does. Kinda. Like it sounds like a comeback. It's not, or a cuss BTS. word. Like, you know, like it definitely sounds yeah. like a bad I agree. Well, I want to thank you guys for your support and for your pre-orders. If you have not ordered Love is the Resistance, I am shamelessly inviting you to order the book. And I really do believe that it will be a blessing to you and that it will help you Mm -hmm. in your relationships, Mm -hmm. in your life, in the places where you're struggling to resolve conflicts and where you want to make a difference, but you've got all your energy focused in all the wrong places. (laughs) I will really help you zero it into your actual life where you really can make an impact. And I'm very, very excited about this book. So thank you guys for helping me push it out into the world. And if you have loved Why Though, go on and get it now. Go on and get it now. I I I've I have so many reasons that I love this book, but my freshest reason that I love Love is the Resistance is that you talk about heavy, weighty issues mm-hmm. in such a palatable way. And I think many of us, um, especially when we're passionate about justice and understanding these complex nuance issues facing our time, 
we can sometimes get overwhelmed with the data and the heaviness of yeah. these stories. And not that you shy away from heaviness at all, because that's not what I'm saying here. Mm-hmm. But you make it so palatable and easy to understand and help understand who are the players, how did, how did we get here, mm-hmm. and where do we go from here? And I just, I think that's so much what we need. And it's one of the things I honestly loved about your first book was to handle such heavy internal processing. And, he, and this book is all about external mm-hmm. communication and connection. And so it's such a beautiful sophomore launch um, working on the interior and now working on those extra communication skills and connections and relationships. It's just, it's just ugh, chef's kiss. It's just so good. It's so good, people. So yeah. you're going to be so blessed. <laughs> you're going to be better for it. And it is, like she said, today, 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 Thursday, September 2nd, is the day for you to BTS? Is the day for you to BTS? <laughs> we got to do some miles, which I'm not the best at. So not the best at. Had a tutor all in high school and still basically failed the ACT, but got great grades. <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> I digress. I think you. I think you need this book. And also, who doesn't want a shimmery book on their bookshelf? Right. Actually? This like, gold foil is kidding? beautiful. I'm very thrilled. Oh, snap that gold foil. Come through. I'm so happy about it, you guys. I'm so happy about it. And also today's episode, I'm very, very excited about because, you know, chapter nine is called When Conflict Calls. And this book, this particular chapter is all about the practicals of dealing with conflict resolution. So we're going to set that up for you guys and talk through some of the things you might need when you're in the middle of conflict, when you're in the middle of something that needs resolution, or when you, we're not even looking for a fight. And all of a sudden life is like, you know what, I'm going to kick you while you're down. And you get some kind of news or something happens in your life or in your relationship relationships and then suddenly you're in the middle of a conflict that you didn't ask for you didn't go hunting for you didn't even instigate come on and that is just so true for all of us I mean not not only are we living through a global pandemic and this week Hurricane Ida is raining desperately down onto New Orleans and you know thinking about all Mm -hmm. the different things there's wildfires fires all over the earth I mean there are so many conflicts outside of our lives and then the the ones that hit close to home you know you get a doctor's diagnosis or someone you love does someone shares with you convictions or beliefs that turn out to just not jive with you I mean there's a million ways that suddenly you could find yourself in the middle of a conflict or perhaps someone in your life has been in freeze mode and you didn't know what was really going on with them and then all of a sudden you you discover that your partner wants to walk away or that there's an actual issue in in a relationship that you weren't expecting or maybe something happens with your child or who knows like we're all in the middle of figuring out what life is And I want to talk about that with you guys today and with Tiffany, who is so great at relationships and friendships. It's it's true to the bone for who she is. And so this is going to be a very life-giving conversation. Mm. Well, I I just want to say that this is such a nice nice new stop. I, I think that so many of us have have been able to see how maybe we've contributed to the noise but i love mm-hmm. that today we're talking about what happens when we didn't what do we do then and mm-hmm. there's this mm-hmm. oh there's this feeling of like hey i don't deserve this i don't this isn't my life like and i know we even as you started to right. describe all the experiences we might find ourselves in I think, you know, the, the, the man who you thought was going to be your husband and he walks out and you're like, wait, no, please. Like, and then it might, you know, bring up some insecurity or more conviction, you know, all these things bubble to the surface when things go wrong and we did not necessarily contribute to it and where our world is caving in and 
we're like, wait, no, I don't. This isn't my life. This isn't my yes. life. Where, where, what role does love play then? Right. You know, the best way I could think to talk about this is actually um, some women that we've spoken about on the podcast. And we did a summer story series a few years back, and we talked about the mm-hmm. Mirabal sisters. And, you know, Las Mariposas is what they're called in what they're known for in the Dominican Republic. And they're known as the sisters who toppled a dictatorship. And these women were practicing Catholics, married with children, you know, very, very faithful in their ordinary lives. And all of a sudden, Rafael Trujillo decides that he wants to make Minerva, one of the sisters, his sexual conquest. And he is a a brutal dictator. He has henchmen who do his bidding. He has secret police and secret service members who go around, you know, looking for women, go around killing people, go around torturing people and just reigning terror on the island of Dominican Republic. And when he decides to come for Minerva, what is so beautiful is that somehow, you know, this woman resolved in her faith, resolved in her commitment to her children, resolved in her commitment to her family, to her husband, makes the decision to continually tell him no. And it would have been so much easier for her to give in. And frankly, the way that he tortured her father, he ended up torturing him and imprisoning him where he died as soon as he was released. And because, you know, she continued to say no to him, they ended up, many of the sisters began to join the resistance alongside Minerva because they realized this is an evil, brutal dictator. He's not going away and we want to make sure that he's destroyed. And so the same dinner table where they're feeding their little babies is the same dinner table where they're making bombs and making plans and trying to figure out how they can get this man out of power. And what ends up happening is that, you know, they move the needle on some things for sure, but then their husbands are tortured and killed in prison. And then the women, all four out of the five sisters, are also brutally tortured and killed. And their car is actually thrown over a cliff, hopefully that nobody would find it. And this, the deaths of these women is actually what lit a fire under the people of the Dominican to say, this is not okay and we want him out. And it it empowered ordinary people to begin to fight for a better way of life. And so the reason that I tell this story, because it's a difficult story to hear. It's a difficult story to listen to. It's a difficult thing to imagine. Like, and, and it's also one of those things that goes, man, what happens when conflict calls? Like these women are living their lives and yes, they're doing it under a brutal dictatorship, but they are going about their ordinary life. And then suddenly they find themselves chased by this brutal dictator. They find themselves, you know, in this position where they have got to call on their their ordinary faithfulness, where they have got to pull on their integrity, where they've got, they've got to trust in their faith and they've got to trust in grace and they have to act actively res- and decide to be part of the resistance in this brutal dictatorship. Yeah. And I think that is so many of us, you know, we are sowing seeds every day of our lives. And I think one of my Mm -hmm. fears in this generation that we are living in, and I'm not talking specifically about age here, because you could be 60 and still not want to face your problems. And you could be 14 and be extremely brave and honest and open and assertive in your communication. So it's not about age, but I mean, in the time that we are living in, one of my fears is that we are not sowing ordinary faithfulness and we are not sowing integrity and we are not sowing the kind of seeds that when we need to pull on them, we will be 
able to pull on grace and able to pull on integrity and able to pull on self-control and able to say yes and able to say no. And I fear that we are not sowing the kind of seeds that we need when conflict calls because we cannot live on this side of heaven and not find ourselves in a fight. You know, conflict is unavoidable. And I hate that, you know, for some of us right now, you're probably sitting in your car, you're at the gym and you just started sweating more, you know, because you're like, I don't, lady, I don't want to fight. I don't want to conflict. I don't want to deal with these issues and these problems and this pain. But that is the reality. You're going to disagree with the people who are in your life sometimes. You're going to have to stand in your convictions when nobody else is standing. You're going to have to, you know, yield sometimes when you don't want to. And I think it's important for us to really talk through what does it mean to be a person who can face down conflicts? And what does it mean to be a person who can communicate clearly? And what does it mean to have the brave conversations and ask the brave, you know, questions when you don't want to and when it's hard and when it feels like bothersome and when when it would be so much easier not to. And just before we got on here to record, Tiffany and I were talking about this because you pay a price either way. If you choose Mm -hmm. to not deal with the conflicts in your life, if you choose to not respond to what life deals you, you will pay a price. You might go completely internal. It might make you sick. You might be riddled with anxiety. You might be crippled by fear. You might have to feel like you're pretending and performing your way through life instead of actually actively feeling connected and engaged to the people around you. You might, you know, plaster a smile on your face at work and then grumble and complain about every single thing you don't like that you're not able to actually communicate effectively. So either way, you guys, we pay a price and it's important for us to think about it. Wow. I, I'm going to mix some metaphors, so forgive me, but I, I can't think of a better way to describe it. We need to stoke the fruit of the spirit in our own lives because mm-hmm. whether we realize it or not, the fruit becomes the necessary tools in our toolbox. I'm so sorry. So many metaphors. Oh, I'm like, loving I, I'm it. Go for it. I'm with you. <laughs> we need, without that fruit, those are the tools in our toolbox to be fruitful, yes. if you will, in our relationships. And I think so many of us, we separate these. Yes. The fruit of the spirit, we think uh, kind of in a silo, isolate. Like, I need this to be who I need mm-hmm. to be. But in reality, without the fruit of the spirit, without the fruit of the spirit, you will not be able to engage in healthy conflict yeah. and also to walk away from conflict and be able to still be a whole person. Because one of the things I was sharing with Ashley, and she kind of convicted me and kind of illuminated something for me, was that conflict doesn't end in one conversation. I'm like, what? I am, I'm a three. I am so diplomatic my Enneagram number. And I just want things to be good by the time we're done with that conversation. Mm. And that's not real life. Right. And I'm like, wait, why not? I want everything to be buttoned up. And and we're just singing Kumbaya around the fire <laughs> within like, you know, I don't know, 15 minutes. And then that's not, that's not real right. life. And so being able to, to really lean into that tension and know that this is okay. And this is growing me. This is growing this other person. As long as the fruit is present, because without the fruit, that fire is going to pop out of the fireplace and burn everything up. There has to, there, it, it also kind of provides a guardrail because it has that empathy. It has that compassion. It has that gentleness and that kindness. And, and again, that self-control. And without that, things can go off the rails real, real quick. Yes. I love that you shared that because I do think that's part of why so many of us don't engage in conflict in the first place is because it's either one or two things is what I've found. And you guys write us and message us and tell us if there's more for you. But most people expect the conversation to go perfect or they expect themselves to be perfect in the conversation, to have all the right words, Mm. to know exactly what to say, to know exactly how to respond. And the truth is in the middle of a conflict, you're not going to have all the right words. And it is going to be a little bit 
bit messy. And that's why asking clarifying questions and, you know, kind of getting to the heart of things and, you know, wanting to be a little bit more curious and open to what happened on the other side and on your side is kind of the way forward. And that doesn't mean things are going to be perfect or we just want it to be done um, or we have an expectation for it to finish quickly. And yes, I do think in healthy conflict resolution, you should be able to fight fair and fight fast, but it also doesn't mean that it's going to be resolved in one conversation. And sometimes tensions go on forever. Like if you live with someone, you know that there are things about that person and things about you that are annoying and they're not going to go away. It's just the way that you are. And it could be also just that that person has a different way of doing things, but it doesn't make their way bad and your way good. It just means there's a different way. It's not the way to do everything. And so I do think that there's reasons why we choose not to engage in conflict resolution And most of us have not seen a healthy way, you know, like we haven't, we don't get it modeled, right? Like growing up and especially the generation that went before us and bless, bless all of y'all who were in it. And, you know, we, we were taught, yeah, women especially (laughs) were taught that you don't speak up about hard things and that you just pretend like everything is okay. Or you have hard conversations after the kids go to sleep, they should never see you fighting. Like there was very much that kind of, you know, vibe and it doesn't work effectively to help everybody in the household learn that, you know, hey, this tension that you're feeling is real, because sometimes if it makes you feel like you're crazy, like, is this tension I'm sensing in our house real? It is real, and we don't acknowledge it. And then we also don't give children the opportunity to see it resolve, like to actually walk Mm. through the process of like, hey, this is the tension that we're managing right now, and here's how we're going to solve it. Or, hey, daddy and I were talking about X, Y, and Z yesterday, and this is how we ended up solving that problem. We just wanted to let you guys know about it so that we can, like, circle back and make sure that the kids know like hey problems are normal tensions are normal conflict is normal and here's how we resolve it or here's how we're going to work through it over the long haul because we can't actually solve this problem it's just going to be a tension that we deal with every day (laughs) and it's so important that we think that way (laughs) so so would you say but before we're in conflict whether we brought it on or not um we have to remember that 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 fanning the flame of the fruit of the spirit, making sure we sow those seeds so yes. we can um, lean into those in those moments. That's before the conflict. And then during the conflict, seeing those in action and, and humanizing the other person and everything we've talked about the last four mm-hmm. weeks really comes into play. Mm-hmm. And then what would you say, um, how do we, how do we walk out of that? Like after the conflict, I think, I, I mean, <clears throat> I shared with you before, sometimes I'll have conflict with someone who's in my life regularly. Right. <laughs> and um, and afterward, I'm like, I just need to lie down for 20 minutes. Yeah. Like, well, how do we how do we get back to a place of like homeostasis, equilibrium, right? Se- sense of peace, you know, right. uh, that we can. What would you what would you say to like walk that out when it's just like ever exhausting? Totally. Well, I think when it's a constant conflict, you have to figure out what are the triggers and are there any, is mm. there, is there anything I could manage differently in this conflict? Like, cause sometimes if I'm, I know personally for me, and I've seen this to be true for other people, once you're triggered, you start to see red and then anxiety hits and fear hits and how, you know, sometimes rage will hit and we have to freeze, especially if that person is someone we don't want to hurt or harm, then, you know, which right. hopefully is everybody, but y'all know how it'd be on Come the freeway. On, yeah. You know, sometimes I'm just like, <laughs> did what? 
what did you are you you know and then you lose it but like i'll never see that stranger again and i'm not saying it's right i'm just saying that it happens you know but i do think like with people that we don't want to hurt or harm we do have to kind of go into freeze mode so that we don't hurt or harm them so we're still not connecting in a way that is true but it is good because at least freezing kind of holds holds us from doing or saying something that we would regret later but i think figuring out what are the triggers what sets you off and then how can you engage or not engage in the conflict you know, because that is the thing that sends you and derails you or sets you down for a while. And I think also, you know, there are certain conflicts that just require a lot of energy and effort. And what what is wrong with needing to rest after them? You know, like, mm. what's wrong with that? If it, if it is a painful conflict, what's wrong with that? They take a lot of energy. They take a lot of spiritual energy, emotional energy, they really mental do. energy. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And especially to operate with the fruit of the spirit, like to operate in yeah. self-control, to you know, not respond when you're being baited to, you mm-hmm. know, all the things. I think that it's okay to kind of need a nap and find ways to calm down. I know for me, when I'm, I'm in a, a conflict that feel, makes me rage um, internally, I have to go for a walk afterward or do some yoga stretches. I have to actually get the energy out of my body because if I don't, it will live in me. And I feel the anxiety like buried in my belly. I feel it coiling in my body. I can sense that if I don't get this out, I'm going to I'm going to explode later. Like I know that I'm creating sort of the volcano effect from my freezing in the moment and I need to figure out what is the best way for me to get this energy out or to do some stretches or to do, you know, whatever it might be, um deep breathing, walking outside barefoot, like the different things that can kind of ground you back in reality um and get energy out. So yeah, I think that there's no oh, one I love way that, to wow to respond to this but i think if you need a rest after a conflict you need a rest <laughs> there's nothing yeah. wrong with that yeah <laughs> and i and i like what you're also implying is that there's nothing wrong with you yeah there's nothing wrong yes. with you if conflict is a part of your yes. life there's things to learn yes. and there's things to manage and the fruit of the spirit really can lead you and guide you in ways that sometimes i think we undervalue mm-hmm. Um, And I've said this a few weeks ago, but it really bears repeating. Um, I had a conversation with somebody who was like, oh, this person just has different opinions and that's okay. We can all get along. I don't know why, you know, people have such a problem with her. And I'm like, no, no, no. This is not about differing opinions. This is about a lack of the fruit of the spirit. Mm -hmm. And and this is about a lack of character, you know, high character. And I think that there's a difference there. You can have different opinions than somebody, Mm -hmm. but when there's a, a... a negative, <laughs> a negative vibe, but more than that, true lack of fruit, yes. then that's something to know. And that's something to consider as you engage with somebody. Yeah. And it doesn't mean you humanize them any less or, or de- you know, dehumanize them or demonize right. them, dare I say. But we must remember that that fruit, because at the end of the day, we're responsible for us, yes. y'all. Like, whether we brought this conflict on or not, whether we found ourselves in a hard place yes. or not, those, those sisters didn't choose their their demise they didn't choose what happened to them but to stand with conviction and to stand with honor and to stand with dignity and to stand with beauty and and conviction requires a deep understanding of the fruit of the spirit and i am just convinced as ashley wrote a whole book on it in this time and in this day we need this so much more especially in this mask Mm anti-mask vaccine Mm anti-vaccine these moments we have to be able to see through the lens of the of the spirit and, and, and the fruit that is offered through that because without it we are ill-equipped 
really quick so true. to walk this out. It's so true. You know, my my pastor, you guys got to hear a couple weeks ago, Jennifer Toledo. Mm. Yesterday she was teaching. We're going through the whole book of Ephesians week by week and chapter by chapter. Uh, and yesterday was that. about becoming spiritually mature. And I loved, she started talking about the different reasons that we're fighting right now. And she brought up the same ones that you did just now, Tiffany. She was talking about masks and talking about vaccines. And she was sharing how on one side of the fence, people are saying like, don't be afraid. You know, you don't need the vaccine. You don't need to wear a mask. And she's like, but it's interesting because those exact people will then get on the internet and use fear to convince people not to do things. And so she's like, mm. the fruit of the Holy Spirit is not evident in that behavior. And oh, wow. it, there's no integrity yeah. in that behavior. So like, if you're going to make a choice and a decision, great, but don't make people feel afraid for their lives yeah. because of the way that they do things. And she talked about being spiritually mature is being able to hold the nuances of life and that there are people with different perspectives and values and convictions and a spiritually mature person will be able to hold that tension. And I think that 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 is so true. And that is also what helps us redraw boundary lines in relationships, because then you realize like, wait a minute, to your point, Tiffany, if somebody is not operating it through the Holy Spirit, and they are just like spouting off their opinions, and they want to be rude all the time and tell you how you should live your life. I think that that's when we can go, wait a minute, this is a conflict I don't need in my life. I don't want this in my life. So I'm going to redraw the boundary line. I'm going to love this person who's been in my life, or maybe is someone that I know, you know, kind of in that tertiary space of my life. Um, they're, they aren't in the main, you know, core group of friends, but I'm going to relate to them differently because now I've discovered Mm -hmm. that their behavior is hurtful or harmful to others. And so, you know, you redraw your boundary line. And in some cases, maybe you need to end that relationship. And I think that that feels really hard for some of us because, you know, we, we have learned as we've talked about in former weeks, that loyalty is a fruit of the Holy spirit. And the truth is no, like I need to partner my life with people who are, uh, who have the capacity to hold tension, who have the capacity to hold nuance, who have the capacity to make space for me as I make space for them. And I think that that's so important for us to be able to do. And when we're fighting, especially online, you know, like the stuff that you see online is not working in real life. And we we lose you know, sight of the goal. And that's one of the things I write about in this chapter is like, you have to know the goal of the conflicts that you engage in. Like when you, even if you just, we're just going to talk online for a second. If you go on there to try to convince somebody of something like a mask or a vaccine or racial injustice or misogyny, like whatever you're doing, um, that, that it exists, that it doesn't exist, whatever the things are, like, what is the goal of that? And is you is your behavior, are your words actually contributing to that goal? And if they aren't, why are you doing that? And the same is true in real life. It's like to engage in a mm-hmm. conflict. You know, if you show up and you want to talk about one thing with someone, then you cannot bring up 65 things that they've done wrong from the past, because now it's not even about the goal that you had at hand to resolve this conflict. It's about all the things that they've never done right. And you're never going to be able to engage with a person in a way that feels honoring or loving, or even open them up to hear what you're trying to say if your goal is to shame them. And so we have to figure out like, what are we really doing out here in these streets? And it's important for us to learn tools and learn skills for effective communication. And you guys, it is a space that you can grow in no matter your background. You can grow and learn these things. I just want to really stretch out that last point that you said. If your goal is to shame them, this is a 
this is not going to go well for you. And that applies to any relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, a partner, your children, mm-hmm. your friends, mm-hmm. your coworkers, mm-hmm. your pastor, any people you mentor. If your goal is to shame them, you are quite literally breaking the connection. Yes. You can forget trying to be effective. You can forget trying to get your point across. Shame is so toxic yes, is. to the heart, the mind, the soul, the body, the brain, yes. all of it. So it, it, if that is our strategy moving forward we are we're in a we're in a heap of trouble because that's not gonna go well for us it really isn't you guys it's not it doesn't work and i think part of that is also examining our history because so many of us have been shamed in our homes of origin or in our schools Mm -hmm. or in our faith communities and that kind of is the only tool in our tool belt is to it's it's our mo we cower under shame you know, and the only way we feel like we can connect in a relationship is if we're under shame or we use shame in order to get what we want. And we have to be the yeah. people who will say, no, wait a minute, this is not love. And it demonstrates no character and no integrity. And I'm going to learn a better way. And I really believe, you guys, that now is the time for the better way. We need a, a healthy dose of do better in the body of Christ <laughs> and on earth. Come on. Because <laughs> it might give you behavior modification, but it won't give you no. heart change. And it won't give it you won't. connection, right? Like, so the connection that right. you crave with another person, you're not going to get it. You know, like, you're no. not going to, you know, have that rich, deep, abiding relationship, that reciprocal, meaningful relationship that you're looking for um, yeah. that will actually bring the level of health and wholeness to your life that you crave. You won't get that through shame. Hmm. So well said. Oh, Ashley, you done did it, girl. You launched a book this Woo. week. You are leading us. You're guiding us. And at listeners, I just want to give you a little peek into behind the scenes of why, though, once more today is that this has been our most downloaded series of all time. Oh gosh, and I, I love, I just it. love like significantly <laughs> more than any other series we've ever done. So I just, I love that it's, I love that it's your book. Like that is just creme de la creme to me it made my heart so happy i mean this book is going to change you and i believe that this book was for this moment in time not six months ago not in six months this moment in time is when the lord sought fit to release this and i'm just i'm so excited woman you are you are doing the thing you're doing the thing and so why the listeners would you just shower ashley with some love this week um what what's your hashtag for your book by the way is it just love is the resistance yeah we've been using love is the resistance um but yeah do that or tag me in whatever you post or whatever you're sharing please do yeah Yeah. oh do it do it do it and then i know if you got that uh the video series she got that plant lady shirt on (laughs) so you got posts about that we have discovered she's really into plants lately so we gotta i mean we're just just learning all kinds of things about mrs abercrombie so Y'all, it's a good week. It's a good week. And you know what? I just have to say this too. There's a lot of hard stuff yes, going there on. Is. And we know that. And we're digging into the hard yeah. stuff, but there's some beauty yes. too. And this is beautiful. And we are stopping to celebrate. We are stopping to praising that God is good. Yeah. He is about his work through his Come people. On. Oh, it's good. It's good. It's good. Why the listeners? We love you. We're here for you. And we will see you next Bye-bye. week. Bye bye. Hey, listeners, remember to subscribe and comment. It helps others to find the show. To learn more about Tiffany's writing, speaking, or books, visit TiffanyBloom.com. To learn more about Ashley's writing, speaking, or books, visit AshAbercrombie.org. See you next week.